0: Carrie Carpenter, and today we are having a Better Together Coffee conversation with Cindy Jacobs. She is my good friend and a leader of the women's ministry on Monday nights. She leads one of the life group tables that we have for Mondays. Um, we have been meeting on in the fall semester, and we'll do it again in the spring semester, and working on the... the study of the book of John right now and taking our time to really dig through it and I just wanted to have a conversation with her about her love for Jesus and how she grows in love with him yet and also the benefit that she sees in being in life group especially with this year's initiative of Better Together we you know have been just really wanting to help people understand that just making ourselves vulnerable and being a part of a group is necessary to like totally enjoy the riches that God has in mind for his church so I'm gonna ask Cindy a few questions here so we can get to know her and her journey with the Lord and I know that you are a great example of showing what our mission is in our church and our vision our vision that every person matters And I see you consistently treat people that way. And you do demonstrate our mission at Carney E Free. Do you remember what that is?
1: (laughs) On the spot. No.
0: Here, look. I'll let you cheat. I won't even know because we're doing a podcast. There you go. (laughs) So we are building a transformational community by growing in love with Christ and all people. So we'll start you off with a hard question. What's your favorite? coffee or drink if you go out to a coffee
1: house. Well, I do like chai, but it has to be decaf because nobody wants
0: to see me on caffeine. <laughs> that would so not be good. <laughs> I made a mistake last Christmas and got you caffeinated chai, so I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> don't, don't
1: worry about it, but if you saw it just one time, you would know what I was talking about.
0: <laughs> okay, well, and Cindy, I don't, I, I don't think I fully introduced myself, but I'm Carrie Carpenter, the director of the Women's Ministry and Care Ministries at Carney E. Free. And you have been on the leadership team now Mm -hmm. for this year that I've been here. And I've been so grateful for you um, to do that the way that you love the women. And um, we're also part of the same life group, Salt and Light. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've enjoyed getting to know you through that. So also just, um, if you will, just tell me a little bit. You can tell me about your family in here, whatever you like. But tell me the story of how you first met Jesus.
1: Well, it's kind of an interesting story, and I have a different perspective because I have gone to this church my whole life. So growing up in the church and in a Christian home, I think I had a very troubled kind of teenager type experience and really rebelled against the Lord and really wondered about all the things and the thoughts that were kind of being forced on me. So I kind of would be a Christian at church on Sunday, but then when I would get into school and succumb to peer pressure, I would try to still stand up for those things and took a lot of heat for it. But then I would not be able to carry through with the convictions that I had. So it was very mm. turmoil. What's that word? Turmoil. Tur- had a lot tumultuous. of turmoil. <laughs> tumultuous. <laughs> adventure because, you know, like I would stand up for certain things and then I would really get a lot of I would get annihilated basically Mm. there was a time when I was a junior in high school that they were flattening my tires they were calling me names they were through yeah throwing down my books I mean all kinds of things and so then
0: what would you do that would that would instigate that for them why what would you say or what would you do
1: Well, one time I gave a speech in speech class about how abortion was wrong, and Mm. so one of the gals in my class had had an abortion, and she left the room crying, and so then everybody was upset with me, Mm -hmm. and... Thought you were being a judgy person. Yeah, so that was very hard, and then I knew a girl who... You know, was starting to get intimate with a guy and I kind of counseled her out of that and then the guy got mad and then he got all the other boys mad at me and then Mm -hmm. I really had saved enough money to even run away from home because it was just so bad that you know I would wake up and just wonder what what is this life even all about that I'm trying to stand up for what's right but then I'm just being annihilated for it Mm -hmm. so you know there's been a lot of work in my life with forgiveness and you know my brother picked on me quite a bit in fact they had a name for me supersonic idiotic brain infected disconnected dewey dewy dumbbell but really it didn't affect (laughs) me at all i hardly remember it yeah that's something to remember for sure (laughs) so anyway just a lot of emotional stuff that made me feel very insecure about you know who i was and when i tried to stand up for what was right it didn't seem like that worked out But then in my early 20s, and I was married at the time, there was a service at the church on Sunday night, which they used to have services at the church on Sunday nights and Wednesdays all the time. We were at church a lot. And the pastor said that they they had kind of made a mistake with my particular generation that mm-hmm. they had all these evangelists come around and say, as long as you invite Jesus into your heart, then you won't go to hell. And he said, but that's really not right. Mm-hmm. And so I had lived my life with this so-called fire insurance policy that I thought I could say those words. And I probably went forward to altar calls like five or six times, but mm-hmm. then I would live my life like, well, I have this this insurance policy, but I can then go do what I want. Mm -hmm. And I was so convicted after that Sunday night service that we went to eat at Long John Silver's and I just started crying right in the restaurant because I knew I mean he was just looking right at me when he was saying those words and so for me it was just really deciding that it needed to be a personal relationship and also just looking out at the world and all of the strangeness in the world and the things that I had lived with as a child that were all very strange it's like Finally deciding nothing in this world mm. makes any sense apart from the fact that there is a God and that there is a Jesus who can come and make all those things right. Amen. Yeah. Okay. We're crying already. I like, know. are we going to get, get us <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> So anyway, from that point forward, I said, I'm just going to devote my life to you because apart from you, there isn't anything that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. And so just slowly giving over to that and Mm. staying in the same community that I grew up in was very hard because you couldn't just run away from your past or forget about Mm -hmm. those kind of things. You had to stay there and fight it out. Mm -hmm. And so then later on, as I had children and they were in high school, I wanted to start the Fellowship of Christian Athletes there because I wanted my kids to maybe have a better teenage experience that I had in the same school and in the same environment and felt like if I could raise the bar for everyone, maybe they wouldn't have mm-hmm. to fight so hard. That's good. So mm-hmm. let me
0: back you up just a little bit. So what, what did you start doing once you realized that you wanted your life to be all about Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. and what He wanted, Mm -hmm. what do you remember doing that really helped you grow deeper roots into your relationship with Him and really grow in love with Him?
1: Well, I think changing friends Mm -hmm. was really hard, but it was a big deal. It's a game changer. They've Mm -hmm. even proven now with brain science that who you hang around with, you start thinking those thoughts of those other people. You start using the language of those other people. And so I think... Although I didn't do it on purpose um, at that time, for that scientific brain reason, mm-hmm. it so that's happened. What was happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you feel, you know, more comfortable. And I think I've always felt more comfortable in a Christian environment because those are my people. In my mm-hmm. soul, I feel like these are my people, and Kinder we can, spirits. yeah, <laughs> like me and you, and lots of. <laughs> Christian friends that I have it's like you can just go there you can just be go deep yeah and it's not surfacey things that you're talking about and I don't know that I've ever really been much into a bunch of surface talk about the weather or whatever so I just started to change friends and the Lord. I think if you seek that out, the Lord hmm. will put those friends in yeah. your life. Like if you determine that you want that, I think yeah. the Lord will put those people in your life. I believe
0: that too. Yeah. And
1: so then in like 1998, 99, I was in a Bible study and we were, um, talking about George Mueller. He was actually in that, uh, Bible study. I think it's the purpose driven life. And, I just kind of went off on the fact that this man had so much faith. It was unbelievable. He raised like $9 million for orphanages back in Mm. the 1800s and he didn't, ask he did not purpose to ask even one time he just prayed that the Lord would provide that and he would speak of the need and then Mm -hmm. people would just give him money Mm -hmm. you know and back in the day that was a lot of money so I read different biographies about him and he did a prayer journal where he would write his requests on the left hand side of the page or on the right hand side and then on the left hand he Mm -hmm. would write whether it was answered or when it was answered and so I coupled that prayer journal idea along with the Lord's Prayer, Mm -hmm. just about your, your basic needs, you know, our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and all those things. So I started this prayer journal not realizing that, what is it, 21 years later that I would still be doing that and did some scripture memory and things like that. So it really deepened my faith in the Lord. It seemed like memorizing the book of James really solidified something for me. It changed Mm -hmm. me, and I didn't want to memorize it by rote to simply be able to say the words. I really prayed over every sentence, over every paragraph, over every thought process that it would change my life, Mm -hmm. and... I didn't know it but then in the year 2008 which was probably the worst year of my life culminated Mm -hmm. by the fact that at the end of that year my mom got sick and passed away in five days. Mm -hmm. So I've have a good friend who said, I think the Lord really brought you to that point of depth, because mm-hmm. then when all those bad things Your happened, were
0: down well,
1: well, but then, you know, when the waves mm-hmm. of doubt would come yeah. or the waves of fear, the waves of hurt or pain, then you had those roots to stand mm-hmm. on. I think if I had not had those roots, I would have been like a great big, oak tree and just fell over yeah you know so that really solidified a lot of things for me and it's interesting through the years as you see the lord do things for you that Mm -hmm. cannot be explained by human words or human thought Mm -hmm. processes it continues to grow those roots roots deeper and solidify that even more so even now when You know, doubts roll in or fears roll in, you can go back. And I remember the story about the Israelites, and I thought, (laughs) how crazy they were they saw these plagues and they were delivered from their bondage Mm. of slavery and then they get out in the desert and they just turn into a bunch of whiners and the Lord (laughs) is like do you not remember
0: yes and we all get there in the wilderness place where we're wondering where the promised land is and Mm. are we ever going to go get Mm -hmm. to go in it and Mm -hmm. we do we really waver in our faith and Mm -hmm. I've known you during times now where you've gone through a lot of your trials and you've had mm-hmm. some really really tough things happen mm-hmm. I know you mentioned your mom and mm-hmm. I know marriage you really battled through your marriage mm-hmm. and and lifted that to God and you have been just an amazing parent who has fought for your children Mm -hmm. and i have been able to see your deep roots in the way that you pray for others and you care for others and you use your gifts for the lord like i've seen fruit from Mm -hmm. the fact that the deep roots are there Mm -hmm. the fruit that's happening and you know i you know it is born out of a lot of really really hard stormy years isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And you know, I really wouldn't want to go through it all again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I prayed for wisdom back in 1999, and I had a really bad month, it was Y2K. And I thought all of our computers at our manufacturing were going to fail. And my my father passed away suddenly. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh, Lord. I don't you know. I'll ever so- pray for wisdom again. This has been the worst month of my life. And then he's like, "Oh, girl, we're just getting started." <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> you got Twitter feeling like a breeze to you then, after all those years. <laughs> this you has know, been a hard
1: year for many. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't change it. You know, I wouldn't want to go through it again. But I also wouldn't change it mm. because I think in this year in the COVID, a lot of people were asking me, you know, "You're doing so well, like." Mm what is the deal? It seems like you're not upset, you're not worried. And it's like, well,
0: when you've lost
1: everything before, Mm -hmm. like when you've absolutely lost everything that you have,
0: you're like, what, can the what, enemy what else can <laughs> they, they do, do to me?
1: And, yeah. and you know, it's okay because then you do remember the stories of God mm. rescuing you, saving you from yourself, saving mm. you from others, saving you from hardships, circumstances, financial, you know, mm-hmm. emotional, whatever. Um, and something else that is really strange this year is that I quit worrying. I just, I cannot even put a finger on it other mm-hmm. than, well, I'm not going to say how old I am, but at this <laughs> age, you just start to realize that all of that worrying, all of that emotional time spent, all of that brain room and thought processing that has to occur when you worry and Mm. now it almost feels reckless that I'm not worrying because I think when you worry there's this certain sense of control Mm. that you're trying to plan out the answer and you're trying to figure it all out and Mm. now it's just like this reckless almost abandonment that the Lord is going to work things out and I don't have to spend my energy worrying about it. Mm. And That's it's, a good thought. It's so freeing. Well, it's kind of funny because it's almost like losing an old friend. Mm. Because you are so
0: used to leaning on that. Yeah.
1: But that was like your go-to thing, (laughs) that you had this thing that you ran to that you would worry and you would try to figure things out. And now it's almost like, well, now what am I going to do with all this new free
0: time? I'll do some more artwork. There you go. (laughs) Well, and what I hear you describing is really the transformational process of also when we keep our eyes on Jesus, some of those things start falling away. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. we're like, oh. I'm not using that anxiety or that, Mm. you know, that way of dealing with things in the past anymore. And I do see you turning your eyes on Jesus for things in the middle of the storms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been so encouraged and impressed by the way that you do dig into the word of God and you appropriate that for yourself you know that that is not just stories of old, those are for now. Mm -hmm. And I see you living that out and I'm just really encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. The other things I see is the way that you add in to the body of Christ. You take your gifts and I see you lifting them to God and saying, how can I love people with these? So I see your hospitality gifts and the way that you're so creative, and admire our master artist, the creator <laughs> through your art, you express his beauty in so many ways. and you can share a little bit about that. Um, and also the just, yes, your hospitality. you're always inviting people in and making them feel welcome and that is just the heart of Jesus as well. So I so appreciate you that way. So talk a little bit about, since this is Better Together this year, and we're really talking about why we all need each other. You already mentioned how friendship impacted you by choosing friends that loved God. But now let's just talk about ways that you've been a part of groups. You said that you were a part of helping form an FCA group when your kids were in high school. And then, um, and for the kids in Extel. And then I know the way you're involved now, but share with us how how Life Group has impacted your growth and your ability to know God and also stabilize. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Again, I kind of present a different perspective since I've gone to this church my whole life. And it started out very small. Mm -hmm. You know, when I remember when everybody knew everybody by first name you would Mm -hmm. always go to somebody else's house to eat after church or um and then to watch it grow just exponentially year after year Mm -hmm. after year I mean to what it is today you know starting out with a small group of 50 people and sitting there Yeah. yeah and so there was a time when it was easy to feel really lost and sometimes in your pain, you can retreat. And I tried to get in several small groups and, you know, some balls were dropped and people didn't return phone calls. And then it was a time when I was feeling rejected anyway, through the divorce and all that. And then I just felt hyper rejected because Mm -hmm. people weren't, you know, reaching out to me and it was a hard time for me to reach out. Yeah. So then when you do, and then something fails, it's just very hard. So now that I've landed on the salt and light group which putting in a little plug we meets before meets before church on Sundays. And of course, I Mm -hmm. always went to Sunday school. So it's just very much in par with what I've known for my whole life. But you can really feel lost, like for somebody who went to the church for their entire life to walk in on Sunday and feel lost. Mm -hmm. That's really sad Mm -hmm. to not feel plugged in. And so once I got into the Salt and Life group, it's like, I just Mm -hmm. love those people. I just love meeting together every Sunday. Mm -hmm. I love the way that we You know, we're probably supposed to get through a chapter a week or whatever, and instead (laughs) we we get through a couple verses a week, but everybody respects everybody mm-hmm. else everybody has something to say and something to Honest share questions. and we just multiply mm-hmm. on top of each other mm-hmm. it's just amazing to me how much I can walk away with mm-hmm. from somebody saying something and then somebody expounds on that and mm-hmm. then somebody has a personal story and I don't know it's just amazing to and me
0: if somebody wants to join into that what time the salt might meet we meet at nine fifteen,
1: um, on Sunday mornings before church. And it is just Is it for a certain age group? No, no, it's for everybody, which mm-hmm. I really like because I think the younger people can learn from the older people and the older people get energy mm-hmm. and excitement from having the younger people there and, and so families
0: and singles yes. and it's couples. awesome
1: and I also thought about the fact that people that even bring their kids or teenage kids as a parent you can tell a kid something 10 times 20 mm. times 50 times but somebody else tells your kid something once and they're like <laughs> so oh well brandy. maybe they're just maybe mom and dad are right <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean it's really <laughs> identify with that <laughs> yeah so that part of it is really awesome mm. as well so yeah. no longer lost in the big crowd but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a family within a family because we have the larger family which is awesome Mm -hmm. but then you have your smaller intimate family which Mm -hmm. is really amazing and I cannot tell you how many times now I'm going to start to cry Mm -hmm. that they have come through for (laughs) me at The points when I just don't know how I was going to do what I was going to do, how I was going to move or how I was going to, you know, have the strength to deal with this or that. Mm. And, you know, to have people just rally
0: around you. They're going to pray for you. Yes. (laughs) And God has shown himself in mighty Mm. ways through those prayers and asks. I love it. Yes. So I know you lead a group as well, and we have just a couple more minutes. So tell us about the group that you lead. and um, There's
1: a group of women that we meet with on Monday nights, and um, I really enjoy that aspect of it. And I really don't like to think of myself as a leader, but more a facilitator, <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like... And I have had to miss with my several different eye surgeries. But, Mm. you know, when I'm not there, I feel comfortable with any of those ladies just stepping up because Mm. we're just going through questions. Somebody just needs to read the questions, and then we have answers. And I feel like one of the most important things that we do is pray for each other. So mm-hmm. we write down prayer requests. We talk about that. And sometimes there are tears. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes there are hardships. We don't want to come there and
0: have a this agenda checklist and no,
1: or, or some kind of phony get together time. Yeah. I mean, life is real. And honestly, life is hard. Mm-hmm. And this last year has been really, really hard, hard for a lot of people for yes. a lot of reasons. And so I think the more you can build your community the more that you can have people praying for you caring Mm. about your situations um it makes the hard road Mm -hmm. a little
0: less hard a little lighter to carry your burden so well and i know you being there i know you don't like to be called the leader right but to be one that is just really um showing what it means to dig into the word of god to doing kind of a soap method study of the book Mm -hmm. of John right now so that's Mm -hmm. just a way to get to hear God together Mm -hmm. and then to go before him like you said I know that you are a prayer warrior who really truly and sincerely will pray for what is asked and Mm -hmm. like you said with salt and light and with this group of women that there are we get to see answered prayer because we ask we don't have because we don't Mm -hmm. ask Mm -hmm. we do have when we do ask and Mm And our heart is united with the Lord's in that way. So I see you modeling that and living that out with these ladies. And Well, they're great. Yeah, it's a
1: lot of fun. And I've really enjoyed getting to know new people and about their lives. Because when you see somebody from a distance or you know them as acquaintance, it's so different than becoming an intimate friend who really Mm -hmm. can rally and be there for people. And I've also enjoyed the a group of leadership ladies too that has mm-hmm. been a really fun and exciting get together Me too. yeah like like-minded people and you know the same mm. thing when you have that like-mindedness and that same mm. desire then when you get together it's like you were never apart you just pick up mm. right where you left off So thank you you for all you've done, Carrie. It's been awesome. And I know it's been a lot of work on your part. So you go, girl. Well, thank
0: you, Cindy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you have really helped us to unify with your hospitality and sharing your home and and allowing us to come in and meet that way. And I just appreciate you so much. We definitely are better together. Yes. Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So we might be done here. If there's enough time, though, is there any verse or anything that you've been thinking about these days that you've well you can either say like a life verse or is there anything recently that you've been pondering from scripture that you really want it to sink deep down
1: i think something that keeps resonating with me is i can do all things through christ who strengthens me because I consider myself kind of a weak person, Mm -hmm. and I think when we're weak, he is strong. Mm -hmm. So even though I've always saw that as a deficit in my life, I think it also allows the Lord to pronounce himself Mm -hmm. on your life when you just walk around weak. So, you know, being put down a lot in my life, I've kinda of felt like I needed to prove my strength, mm. but a person really doesn't have anything to prove through Christ because we can be as weak need as weak gets mm-hmm. and he will pronounce
0: his strength through us. So well your faith in the all powerful one epitomizes that verse and you have definitely demonstrated that and I just again appreciate you so much Mm -hmm. as a friend as a leader as a facilitator as a prayer warrior Mm -hmm. as an artist who helps my eyes see the beautiful things of God Mm -hmm. in so many ways just thank you so much thank you Karen